With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the Pew Pew Tactical Studios, this is the American Gun Show, bringing you our fight for the Second Amendment. Now your host and defender of freedom, Jason Reeve. Welcome back to Hour 2 of the American Gun Show. I am your host, Jason Reeve, the voice of freedom, and I'm here with the big Glock girl, Samantha. For laughing up a little bit here, <laughs> I don't even know if I should share this on the... Uh, on the show, but Sam was trying on uh, her bridesmaid dress for her sister's wedding, and guys, I gotta be honest with you, man, I don't like that dress, and <laughs> she's making fun of me for it, <laughs> she's she's looking across at me right now here in the studio, just looking across at me like, I don't even know what to say to you right now. Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. Yeah, it was, it was, she'll be she'll be ranting about that for which people like your rants. They just you know I haven't heard one in a while, but you know. Oh, I can go ranting on a dress. Let no, me tell you, do, this ain't about a this ain't a fashion show. This it's is not that show. ugly of a dress, and Jason's just stupid. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I gotta slap you. Your sister has no taste. It's not that ugly. The color, it's like... Who cares about the color? It's like bland. Like I said, it looks like It's somebody, called blush. It looks like somebody freaking took six rags and sewed them together. Alright, first off, it's not that bad. Second off, this is a designer dress. Give it a little credit. Well, who designed that dress? Because they should be, don't, like, don't. revoked from designing... I hope everybody emails in and tells Jason he's dumb. What is it, Vera Wang? No, it's Marley. It's Marley? No, not Marley, Mora Lee. Morley? Well, it's ugly. I'm gonna smack you, I swear. <laughs> moving on, moving right. on. So, uh, we haven't really talked a lot about Gabby Giffords lately, but Gabby Giff Giffords seems to think that it takes courage to preach to the choir. Little history on Gabby Giffords here. Gabby Giffords was was always a Democrat, but she wasn't anti-gun, not for a long time. In fairness, being shot does occasionally make people take a step back and reevaluate things. However, Giffords was running for office in a pro-gun state, that being Arizona. So it was, so it was being rabidly anti-gun wasn't in her best interest at the time she was running for Congress. After she was shot and left Congress, though, she turned her attentions to gun control. Whether it was from her being shot or whether she's always held that belief, it's impossible for us to actually know. However, I can laugh at her for talking about how pushing gun control requires courage. <laughs> Only blocks away from where two shooters gunned down four people in Jersey City last month in what was ruled a hate crime, Former U.S. Representative Gabby Giffords and Phil, I don't care about your rights, Murphy, Wednesday announced a $20 million plan to combat gun violence. 
Giffords, who was the victim of a near-fatal shooting in 2011, said it's time to come together and tackle gun violence. Stopping gun violence takes courage. The courage to do what's right. Giffords said in a room of at least 150 people. Inside the Mary McLeod Bethune Life Center in New Jersey. She said, quote, be bold, be courageous. The nation's counting on you. We will never stop fighting. Fight, fight, fight. So the one-time congresswoman who was photographed for her campaign with an AR-15 says it takes courage to be tougher for guns. Does that make any sense to anybody? Does that make any sense to you, Samantha? It takes courage to go out and actually defend them when you're getting insults thrown at you. Oh, you mean like Virginia? Like that? what they were doing in Virginia? Yeah. Oh, but I thought they were just terrorists. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what the media told us. Man, I'm getting my facts mixed up. <sighs> in other words, for Gabby Giffords, right now, she has nothing to lose. She had no risk being anti-gun. You see, when she was anti-gun, if she would have been anti-gun in Congress, when she was running for Congress, she would have got voted out. She wouldn't have made it in Arizona. Arizona is one of the most gun-friendly states in the Union. She wouldn't have made it. They would have voted her out. But she says it takes courage to fight for gun control. Worse, she chooses a gun-controlled city in one of the most gun-controlled states to preach to the choir and has the audacity to talk about courage? <laughs> Guys, there's not a damn thing she did here that was brave except for continuing to ignore her rank hypocrisy on guns. There's nothing courageous. You know, they, they always talk about David Hogg and them. Oh, you've got to be cur courageous to stand up to the gun lobby. Like the gun lobby's the big bag boogeyman under the bed. They alienate voters. You think about it this way, okay, folks? If gun control was such a big issue and people wanted gun control so bad, why is Kamala Harris, Beto O'Rourke, Cory Booker, and Eric Swalwell... Not one, two, three, and four in the Democratic primaries. Can somebody please explain that to me? If gun control was so so important and was the hot button issue, why are they not even talking about it at the Democratic primaries? And you know how I know they're not talking about it at the Democratic primaries? Because all the gun control advocates are freaking out because they ain't talking about it. The fact of the matter is, Gabby Giffords understood something back then, before her incident. If she started talking anti-gun stuff, she would lose. She got that. What's Chris Brown always saying? 98% of Americans want stronger gun, stronger gun laws. Well then, why isn't Beto O'Rourke your nominee? If that's the case. If 98% of Americans support this, then why is the whole state of Virginia virtually saying, no, we're Second Amendment sanctuaries. We're not enforcing any of your laws. Yeah, exactly. See, that's the difference between somebody like Gabby Giffords than a Chris Brown or a Shannon Watts. Gabby Giffords understand. Remember what we said about Pelosi in the first hour? She didn't get where she was at from being stupid. And Gabby Giffords did not get where she's at from being stupid. And keep in mind here, folks, and I know I'm, what I'm about to say is probably going to rub some people the wrong way, but don't take this out of context. Gabby Giffords has more intelligence on this gun issue than Shannon Watts and Chris Brown, and Gabby Giffords was shot in the head. You know, have you ever... And look, I am not saying this to... Take a shot at Gabby Giffords. But have you heard Gabby Giffords talk? It's 
you you know how like when when people suffer a severe stroke and you know you know how people when they suffer a severe stroke they have a little bit of a speech problem that's what Gabby Giffords has to deal with and I'm not taking away from her disabilities or anything cuz I don't believe any person deserves what happened to her but what I'm saying is Gabby Giffords understands what's going on here and she was the victim of gun violence well I'm using their term victim of gun violence she was the victim of an attack Chris Brown and Shannon Watts have never been a victim of an attack and yet Gabby Giffords understands that hey we've got to do this slowly we just can't come full circle uh, boom right into your you know right into your face she understands you can't do that because it's not going to win over the people you need to win over. And that's what I mean by, that's why Gabby Giffords is more intelligent from these people and the poor woman was shot in the head. Now, Sam, you were kind of looking at me like, laughing a little bit like, wow, you really drew that comparison? I was I was making a totally different kind of analogy, which was a really heartless kind of one. Oh, but I, I mean, that's that's just the thing. Is you know that that's that's what just bothers me. Now, Gabby Giffords has become a little bit more emboldened since you know right after Parkland things like that. But to be honest with you, it's rather insulting to me that those of us on the other side of the debate arguing that if if it takes courage to fight for gun control should suggest there's something to lose by fighting for gun control. Since this is New Jersey, she's saying this in, it's certainly not going to lose anybody any elections in New Jersey. If she was to come say that here in Indiana or Alabama or Texas, if she endorsed the candidate there, well, guess what would happen? They're going to lose their election. The implication that there's a risk to life and limb for making a statement like this it's it's ridiculous. And to be honest with you, it just it, it really upsets me because Gabby Giffords is also doing what Chris Brown does and what Shannon Watts does, trying to paint gun owners as the dangerous ones. What did they all say in Virginia when the protest or the lobby day was happening? Look at all these white supremacists, look at all these racists, look at they're intimidating people with fear. Not a single shot was fired. Nothing happened. Yeah, they said it was going to be a bloodbath. Nothing happened. But what happens when Antifa shows up? Oh yeah, people get People get hurt. Where the people of folks like Gabby Giffords turn to when she wants to toughen her image for the voters? When she wants to look like a badass? And what I mean by that is, when she wanted to take that photo, I'm a Democrat, but I'm a gun person with that AR-15. Oh yeah, it wasn't a problem there. But guess what? It's a problem now. And I know, I know what people are going to say. People are going to say, yeah, but Jason, she was shot. She was shot. Well, like I said earlier, Nobody deserves what she had happened to her. Nobody deserves that. But I'll tell you what, if you're going to make that argument that, oh, Gabby Giffords was shot, that's a BS argument. Because guess what? Steve Scalise got shot too. And he's still pro-gun. And he was shot by, guess what? A Bernie bro. A Bernie Sanders supporter. That she got shot justification is BS. And her husband, uh, Mark Kelly, he's running for president. Or not running for president. He's running for Senate in Arizona. I was wondering, like, wait, who? I got, I, I, you know what, with the election cycle coming up and everything that's been going on, uh, I got a little uh, off, off there. 
but her husband's running for Senate in Arizona. And to me, what this says to people that supported Gabby Giffords that aren't necessarily a Democrat or anti-gun, they just support her because of the emotional output of, man, you know, that sucks she got shot. So, I, you know, I feel bad for her. But the reality of the situation, there's people out there that when she took that image with that AR-15, well, guess what? Now they're going to alienate those people. She's going to betray that image. Look, you can't use that as you being shot as a catalyst for, oh, I know what I'm talking about because I was shot. That's just like when you go to the abortion argument that only women should have a say in the abortion argument. It's wrong. Well, you, you know, my, my problem is this, you know, I think we can all agree that politicians are liars. Yep. Every single one of them. Democrats and Republicans. They're yep. all liars. Every single one of them. Yep. Some more than others. But the thing that upsets me is that you have these candidates like Gabby Giffords was back in her heyday taking pictures with guns to portray herself as the I'm a gun person. And then when the incident happens and she gets out of Congress, and it was unfortunate because she had a promising career in Congress. And that was taken away from her. And again, she didn't deserve that. But then all of a sudden she turns into this, oh, well, we need to ban guns now. She ain't got nothing to lose. She ain't going to lose an election because of it. That's what I think is ridiculous. And for her to sit here and say it takes courage to stand up to the gun lobby, we're not the ones causing problems. And if that was the case, why didn't Antifa show up? Yep. Why didn't anti-gun protesters show up? Remember at the NRA convention a few years ago when the protesters were there? Hey, why are you here? Well, we're protesting the NRA. Okay, what, what is it about the NRA you don't like? Uh, half the time these protesters don't even know why the hell they're protesting. They just show up. I would love to see a bunch of people go over and try to get a counter-protest going on. In Virginia. <laughs> you want to know something? Remember when we went to the NRA convention, how many protesters we seen? That one lone protester. That one, <laughs> that one lone dude that was walking down the street with his head down and all his sign said was, the NRA is a terrorist organization. Gosh, that was funny. Oh, man. I was looking to see a big group of people, but no. No, it literally, nope. And the highlight of my day was the police horse. Yeah, it was. That was the highlight of my day. Mine was finally getting to meet uh, Jen Jakes. She's I, I she was she's a hero of mine in the the Second Amendment movement. That was now see the only thing that would have beat a horse was a corgi. Well, we met Chuck Norris. Well, I forgot about that. Okay, yeah. so that just topped out everything. <laughs> Never mind. All right, folks, we're gonna take a time out. We'll be right back after this. A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success. Then I tried the cloak tuck, an inside the waistband holster made by Alien Gear Holsters. They also make the Shape Shift Holster Series, have lifetime warranties, and are made right here in the USA. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle. Are you looking for a versatile and unique face shield? Alpha Defense Gear has you covered. Head on over to their website at alphadefensegear.com where you will find everything from face shields, arm sleeves, hats, and more. They even have gear for your dog, which I love because I like to spoil the official American Gun mascot, Chloe. The Second Amendment Foundation is one of the most important gun rights organizations winning lawsuits at the state and local level. But we need your help. Join or donate at saf.org 
and help us win back your gun rights. This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the United States Concealed Carry Association. Visit uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. Alright folks, welcome back to the American Gun Show. we got a story here by A.W.R. Hawkins, our favorite doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Last week when we were talking and I said, actually, Dr. A.W.R. Hawkins, Sam looked at me across the studio and she mouthed, really? Yes. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yes. Um, Hawkins' story is titled, Bloomberg Uses Gun Control Failure to Push More Gun Control. He's got an ad here that I want to play for you guys. It's a Super Bowl ad. It's going to be uh, playing tomorrow during the Super Bowl, so if you're watching the big game, you're going to see this. And uh, A.W.R. Hawkins breaks it down beautifully. So here is that ad. We heard all sorts of weird noises that we thought was construction. And then seconds later, bang, 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 you could tell this sound was coming from down the hallway. And at that point... The teacher's expression dropped. I survived the shooting at Virginia Tech, but I've been forced to survive so many other traumatic events afterwards because of the inaction we've had on guns. After gun violence happens to you, you try to answer the question, why? Why did this happen? Going down that road of trying to answer all these questions, they made us realize that we do very little in America to keep guns away from dangerous people. There were 32 classmates of mine, teachers, fellow Hokies, that were killed on April 16, 2007. And one of over a dozen others that was injured from gunshots or from jumping out of the window. And I've had countless meetings with legislators, and here's the reason why it has a material impact on our public safety and on our well-being. And they still say no. That's incredibly difficult to witness over and over again. Where the gun safety movement is today versus where it was in 2007 after Virginia Tech is light years ahead. And Mike Bloomberg is responsible for a lot of that progress. He built teams in every single state of law enforcement professionals, public health officials, survivors, moms, dads, just everyday people to to challenge that counterweight. Every single day that we don't do something, dozens and dozens of our friends and family shoot themselves or get shot by somebody else and die. And so many others get injured and have life-changing effects from that for the rest of their lives. Join Team Mike now! That's what the ad says. <laughs> yeah, I like how he says, Mike Bloomberg is responsible for that. Yeah, because Mike Bloomberg pumps billions of dollars into his groups like Everytown, but anyway, I'll digress. So, A.W.R. Hawkins, Democratic presidential hopeful Michael Bloomberg, is running ads that use incidents of gun control failures to push more gun control. Now, these ads do not mention gun control failures. Rather, they simply point out the incidents in which guns were used criminally and point to the resulting harm as justification for more laws. For example, Bloomberg, who is running this ad, used the April 16, 2007 Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech attack to push more gun control now. The ad mentions the fact that 32 innocents were killed in a firearms-based attack, but said nothing about the fact that the attack occurred in a gun-free zone. In other words, the attack occurred in an area that was already 100% gun-controlled. See how A.W.R. Hawkins just lays this out? This is why I respect this man so much. A.W.R. continues, The ad says nothing about the fact that the attacker used handguns, not an assault weapon. Because what do they always say? Assault weapons are the weapon of choice for mass shooters, even though the shooter used two handguns. And the ad does not inform viewers that the attacker passed the background check to acquire his guns. In other words, he purchased it legally. See, what this ad's trying to do here is point out that Oh, well, this guy just went and got guns because there's so much easy access to guns in America to go commit his crime. 
And that wasn't the case at all. He passed the background check. A.W.R. Hawkins continues, None of these failures are evident in Bloomberg's ad. Instead, the focus is how much gun control would supposedly make us safer. Ironically, bans on high-capacity magazines are part of Bloomberg's campaign gun control push. Yet at Virginia Tech, a review board found that such a man would have had a net or such uh, a result of let's just say there was a high capacity magazine ban. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And in effect there, it would have made no difference on the impact of the result of the Virginia Tech attack. On December 30th, 2012, Breitbart News reported that the review board found that ban, a ban forcing the attacker to use 10-round magazines instead of those that held 15-round magazines like the Glock 19 he had wouldn't have made much of a difference in the incident. Such a ban would have had little impact because the key element in such mass shootings is time, and the Virginia Tech attacker had all the time in the world because he tar- his targets could not shoot back. They were in a gun-free zone. In this sense, gun control actually contributed to the severity of the attack. But Bloomberg is still pushing for more gun control. See, this is why people like Bloomberg are idiots. There's a reason why people call him Nanny Bloomberg, because he is the type of person who says, well, I want you to be disarmed, but yet I'm going to walk around and have my own private security, because I'm Mike Bloomberg, and I'm important. Way more important than you are. Yeah. The idea is here, folks, that Bloomberg goes on and on about, remember that interview we were watching the other day with Bloomberg, and he was talking about hunting deer, and he said, if you can't hit the deer in three shots, that deer deserves to get away, and the reporter said to him, yeah, but this ban would also do away with a lot of other commonly owned firearms. And he goes, no, there's a difference. Those are semi-automatic. You have to pull the trigger one time and one bullet comes out. He said an assault weapon, you hold the trigger and it just goes... He's describing a machine gun to the reporter. And remember the reporter's face? The reporter's face looked at him and was like, you serious right now, dude? He does... You can't believe some people are this dumb, but they really are. He he doesn't even know the difference between an assault or an actual assault rifle that the military uses from from a semi-automatic. Some of, yeah, I mean, they don't even know the, he doesn't know the difference. He thinks the second amendment's about hunting. That's what Bloomberg thinks the second amendment is. Well, it's about hunting. No, it's about protecting ourselves against tyrants like you who think that you're going to tell me how to live my life. Woo! Good times. But look how that ad pointed it out. All that guy talked about was, well, Congress hasn't done anything to act on gun control. They haven't done anything. They haven't done anything. They haven't done anything. Uh, You're not pointing out in that ad. I mean, this is the disinformation. This is the distrust that we tell you about all the time. They're going to leave a lot out. And they left out the fact that he used a handgun. He left out the fact that it was a gun-free zone. He left out the fact that um, he purchased his weapon legally. The only thing that... Now, me and Sam watched a documentary on Virginia Tech. And the doctor who was seeing him for his uh, counseling, his mental health counseling, she said, God, I wish I could have said something. Because... Now, this is a qualified psychologist 
Sam, you know where I'm going with this. Yep. This was a qualified psychologist who said, because of patient-doctor confidentiality rules, I was not allowed to inform the police that this guy's a threat. Which goes back to what Sam was talking about right after Parkland. That I keep on advocating for, that I keep on going over and saying that certain doctors, like licensed psychologists, psychiatrists, they should be allowed to report if someone is a danger to where they should not be allowed to purchase guns. And um, and to be honest with you, you're not the only one who has screamed that. Dana Lash has screamed that. A lot of people on our side have said, we've got to look into the mental health thing of this. But what do Democrats do? They blame movies and video games. That's what they do. No, it's the mental health problem within this country. If we could go over and not divulge any sort of information, but just go over and say, okay, this person is not allowed to purchase weapons, at least for a certain time. Look, the, the thing that the doctor should say, and okay, I, I spent a little bit of time in the medical world working there. I understand the HIPAA laws 100%. But it should be allowed for a psychiatrist a, a mental health professional, and I'm not talking about your family practice doctor. I'm not talking about that doctor. I'm talking about a licensed mental health doctor. Should be able to call the police and say, hey, look, I'm seeing this patient. He's exhibiting, he or she is exhibiting behaviors of, you know, they could do something. We, you know, we, we need to put them in NICS for the time being. But then, you know, but do you know what happens then? Then the red flag law argument comes up. Yeah, but the, well, what do you think these red flag laws are for? No, that's not what the red flag laws is for. If the doctor informs the police or the court, and then they have a hearing with you, and the judge makes a determination, that's not violating your due process. See, it's also not going over and saying <clears throat> that right there wouldn't go over and say, okay, let's have the the police come in and take your guns away from you and then you have a trial it's just you're barred from purchasing a firearm until we figure this out until we figure this out we're we're not going to allow you to get a firearm cuz imagine there i don't have any kind of numbers in front of me but i would almost bet that there are a lot of people before they do anything dumb with a firearm they're exhibiting behaviors that too a licensed mental health specialist that would set off red flags for them. Well, Sam, remember right after Parkland, what did the students say? When they found out who the shooter was, oh, yeah, I could totally see that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I totally see that. That dude was, <laughs> he was screwed up in the head. Yeah. But yet, Florida has a law called the Baker Act where they could have put him in a 72-hour confinement and then determined and men mentally adjudicated him. Then he wouldn't have been able to go purchase his firearm. Exactly. There is no pro-gun person who is against that. And believe me, I talk to a lot of pro-gun people. High up there on the food chain in the pro-gun movement. Nobody is against this. It's the Democrats that don't want to do that. They think just banning the gun is going to solve the problem. No, we need to find some common ground, and it's it, it, we get blamed all the time. It's our side that gets blamed all the time the, that we don't want to have this talk. We're the ones who don't want to do anything. No, we're telling you, this is what we're willing to do. Why don't you go over and try our way instead of your way that has been proven does not work? Well, let me put it to you this way. You know how they say that we don't, have, that we don't want to have this talk? Sam, when have I ever shied away from a gun rights debate? Never. I have invited David Hogg, Chris Brown, Poe Murray, Alyssa Milano, Diane Feinstein. I've invited Shannon Watts on this program. I have invited them on this program to talk about guns. And guess what? They will not respond to me. What does that tell you right there, folks? That tells you right there that they don't want to have the conversation with me. And why is that? Because I will destroy their argument. 
Chris Brown's going on and on about the eight children die every day because of unsecured guns. We've already debunked that. Took See, a whole five minutes for me doing a little bit of math to debunk that. Yeah. The thing is, this is just how stupid these people think you are. It's unbelievable. All right, folks, we'll be right back after this. These are troubling times in America. Are you thinking about getting a gun and carrying it for defense of yourself and your loved ones? Would you know what to do if the unthinkable happened? Fortunately, there is an organization that can help, the United States Concealed Carry Association, the USCCA. The USCCA has training, education, and insurance. With a tenacious legal defense, if you ever have to defend the life of you or your loved ones, the USCCA is there for you. That's exactly why I am a member. The American Gun Show is proud to be partnered with the United States Concealed Carry Association. Head over to the American Gun Show Facebook page for exclusive offers or uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. Hello folks, Jason Reeve here. As you know, the American Gun Show is proud to be affiliated with the United States Concealed Carry Association, the USCCA. The USCCA offers education, training, and most importantly, legal defense should you ever need to use a firearm to defend your life or your loved ones. But that's not all. The USCCA self-defense shield not only covers firearms, but all self-defense tools. Knives, tasers, whichever tool you use to defend your life. We have a link pinned to the top of the American Gun Show Facebook page at Facebook slash The American Gun Show. If you use this link, not only do you get peace of mind of having the self-defense shield, but you help grow this radio program. Once again, visit the American Gun Show Facebook page and click on the link. Thank you. This segment of the American Gun Show is sponsored by Pew Pew Tactical. For gun reviews, carry tips, and much more, visit pewpewtactical.com. Welcome back to the show. All right, folks, welcome back to the American Gun Show. and got another story here by A.W.R. Hawkins, and it's celebrities are pressuring studio executives to cut funding to NRA-linked po linked politicians. Hollywood hypocrite gun control elites, including Rosie O'Donnell, Daryl Hannah, and Amy Schumer, Schumer and yes, she is related to Chuck Schumer, and others are applying pressure on studio executives to cut ties with the NRA. Now, here's the interesting thing. Uh, Sam, you notice the picture here on the, the screen of Daryl Hannah? What is Daryl Hannah holding? A gun. What kind of a gun? A scary black rifle. Yeah, she's holding one of those dangerous military-style assault weapons, right? She's advocating for gun control, and this was from the movie Kill Bill, which was a Quentin Tarantino film. We know how violent Quentin Tarantino films can be, but I'll digress on her for the moment. Hmm. The request came just over a week before Hollywood came together for the Oscars. 1010WC ST reports that celebs joined by the gun control group Guns Down America sent a letter to the execs which said, Since the federal government has failed to pass reforms that raise the standards for gun ownership in America, our industry has the responsibility to act. Hey Sam, did you know that in the entertainment industry has a responsibility to act since Congress doesn't? Yeah, that's what they're saying. That's what their, their letter says. We have a responsibility to act. The letter was signed by over 100 actors, producers, and industry figures, including Julianne Moore, who claimed, quote, From 2016 to 2020, the Political Action Committee associated with the studios behind this year's Best Picture Oscar nominee donated a combined total of $4.2 million to NRA-backed lawmakers. These lawmakers oppose gun reform and is literally putting our audience in danger. And we are urging you to consider a politician's position on gun reform when 
political contributions are made in the future, end quote. Variety reports that celebrities target com targeted Comcast for allegedly donating the most to NRA-backed politicians. The, cele the celebrities claim, quote, Comcast, the corporate parent of Universal, which produced the war epic 1917, donated the most money to NRA-backed politicians, according to the group, which was $3.5 million between 2016 and 2020. You know, I got to say something here. You know who Julianne Moore works for? She works for Every Town for Gun Safety. How much money do you think Bloomberg has pumped into Every Town for Gun Safety? Whole heck of a lot. A lot more do you think the three million dollars in whole four heck of years? A lot more than what I'm worth. <laughs> yeah. The Hill reports that gun control pushing celebs asked studio execs to use their political clout and leverage in Congress to actively lobby for gun reform. Several of them of the stars putting pressure on film studios to cut ties with the NRA-backed lawmakers, have spent years starring in films in which they wield and fire big guns. Singer and, and actress Daryl Hannah has brandished a gun in at least five films, including the critically acclaimed Quentin Tarantino films Kill Bill Volume 1 and Kill Bill Volume 2. Actress Julianne Moore wielded a gun in at least five films, including Hannibal. Alyssa Milano, one of Hollywood's most loudest left activists, has appeared on TV and in films wielding guns. Chelsea Handler, a comedian and talk show host, uh, talk show host <laughs> who has found time to point a gun at a lobster. Look at this photo. That's some good trigger discipline, huh? Hoost. <laughs> well, she is a hoost. And of course, actress or actress and sorry comedian Amy Schumer starred alongside Goldie Hawn in the 2017 comedy Snatched, firing away with a nickel-sized M1911A1. Schumer, O'Donnell, and Moore are frequent voices for gun control. Schumer emerged as a proponent of gun control and background checks after an attack was attacker who acquired a gun via a background check opened fire during the screening of her movie, Trainwreck. In 2018, O'Donnell was one of many celebrities praising student activists for walking out of class in solidarity with March for Our Lives gun control movement, and Moore is affiliated with Michael Bloomberg's funded Every Town for Gun Safety. So here's the big question here, folks. And this is a, a pretty big question that I, I have to ask here. Do you guys really give a crap what these people say? Not one bit. Now, I, I know some people are sitting there going, man, uh, Jason, what, why, are, why are you bringing this up? Well, let me put it to you this way. The reason why I'm bringing it up is because it, it needs to be said. Nobody gives a flying barrel of monkey crap what these people think. Now, I know Sam is, uh, is somewhat of a fan of Julianne Moore because she starred in uh, The Lost World one of Sam's favorite movies. But the reality is, I am one of those people that I believe that you need to have convictions and you practice what you're trying to preach to everybody else. If you're a big proponent of gun control and you're an actor or an actress, I don't feel you should be acting in movies that have guns. It's just my opinion. I mean, if I was so hardcore about gun control and I was an actor and they presented me with a script that said, hey, we want you to, you know, star in a film where you're a lone, you know, assassin and you go around and you take out bad guys, I'd be like, no, nah, I can't do that because I don't want somebody to call me a hypocrite because I am wielding a gun and I'm against guns goes to tell you what are the actors and actresses really about. All that money. Money, money, money. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I got I got to uh, go ahead and talk here. I got an email from 
one of our good friends of the show, Tony Folks. And Tony Folks County down in Mississippi is now declared itself a Sanctuary Amendment Sanctuary County. So uh, Tony shared that to me. I told Tony that I would be uh, talking about that on the show today. And the Second Amendment Sanctuary Movement is sweeping across Mississippi. Uh, counties that have passed resolutions, and if I, uh, if I screw these up, Tony, I, am, I, I really do apologize. But there's DeSoto County, Lawrence, Alcorn, and Tishhamingan. How, how do you say that one? Oh, what? Tishhamingo? <laughs> Tishhamingo? Tish, Tish, Tish <laughs> uh, Tony, if I screwed that up, I'm sorry. And we probably the, both did. To the great people of Mississippi, I'm sorry I got that wrong. But those four counties uh, have passed resolutions and pending resolutions that are coming up. Some of them are coming up actually on Monday. Madison County, Union County, Lincoln, Stone, Panola. Oh, that's on. Oh no, Panola is on February 10th. But on February 3rd, Madison, Union, Lincoln, and Stone counties are holding their pending uh, resolutions, and then Panola, Neshoba, Ginata, and Corinth are all holding theirs on the 10th and 18th and 4th, respectively. So, folks, we've been talking about the Second Amendment Sanctuary Movement lately, and it is, it's taken the, the country by storm. And it's actually really cool to see this. And, oh, uh, talking about Mississippi... Uh, Indiana, we got an update on you too. In fact, Jasper and Newton County. Oh God, that is fantastic because Shauna lives in Newton County. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they have declared themselves Second Amendment sanctuary status. Uh, they have pending hearings uh, for that county. So that is going to be awesome. Uh, yeah, the reason I say that is because she's so anti-gun. Every time I worked with her, she tried to debate me on guns and got destroyed. But anyway, um, we're seeing, we're seeing this movement move across the country, um, with what's happening in Virginia, because I think people are starting to wake up. You vote in Democrats and this is what we get. And it is, man, it's absolutely amazing to see these states and these counties, and municipalities that are saying, hey, you know what, we're not going to enforce these bad gun control laws. So I know it, it's sweeping across the nation. For you guys in Mississippi, congratulations. You know, uh, we support you 100% here at the American Gun Show. That is awesome news to hear. Uh, Tony, thank you very much for sending that to me. Um, for you guys here in Indiana, you know, keep up the good fight. I know uh, Nick Messer, he's doing uh, what he can and uh, for what's going on. And I know he's in Jasper County, so that's uh, Nick's probably responsible for getting that going in Jasper. So, you know, for all you guys that are doing all this hard work out there, getting these Second Amendment sanctuary movements going, thank you so much for everything you're doing. We really do appreciate it. It shows just how important the Second Amendment is and what you guys are doing out there. You guys are doing great work. That's why we say this is why the grassroots movement is more important than, you know, the uh, the billions that you could get in from like Bloomberg and them. All right, folks, we're going to take our time last time out and we'll be back with our USCCA segment. We'll be right back after this. A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success. Then I tried the cloak tuck, an inside the waistband holster made by Alien Gear Holsters. They also make the Shape Shift Holster Series, have lifetime warranties, and are made right here in the USA. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle. 
Are you looking for a versatile and unique face shield? Alpha Defense Gear has you covered. Head on over to their website at alphadefensegear.com where you will find everything from face shields, arm sleeves, hats, and more. They even have gear for your dog, which I love because I like to spoil the official American gun mascot, Chloe. The Second Amendment Foundation is one of the most important gun rights organizations winning lawsuits at the state and local level, but we need your help. Join or donate at saf.org and help us win back your gun Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Rights. This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the Second Amendment Foundation. Join or donate at saf.org. Now back to the defender of your gun rights, Jason Reed. All right, folks, welcome back to the American Gun Show. And this is our USCCA training segment here that we do every week. And this is titled Everyone Has a Role, and it's by Rick Sapp at the USCCA. We sometimes imagine that family and self-defense are a matter of purchasing the right gun, holster, or other self-defense gear, installing motion sensors for the house, regularly visiting the range, and attending defensive shooting and move classes. Many men and women daydream occasionally about heroics, saving themselves and others from a bad guy. But those dreams and purchases, while a positive and necessary defensive mindset, the only part, are only part of the protection equation. And we're not alone in this. The best home and family protection scenarios involve everybody in the family. Of course, since the idea of family has evolved in the last century, involving everyone will be different for each household. If you are single, effective self-defense ought to involve an intimate group of Second Amendment believers. There are so many discussions about ballistics and holster styles and tactics that we sometimes overlook the most valuable element of self-defense. The fact that we're not alone. Family members, despite the occasional squabbles. Do we have a lot of squabbles, Sam? Uh, personally? Yeah. Eh. Yeah, we have our we have our moments. For a normal married couple. Well, they're part of a natural team. That's that's just how it goes. While it's the adult role to provide leadership and direction, a team approach strengthens the effectiveness of any purchase or training. Being part of a family means there are people who have your back. Number one is your partner. Of course, your spouse. He or she will provide backup and watch the essentials that you miss. A partner doubles your options before and during a problematic situation. There is hardly a punk in the world who can overcome the efforts of two people who understand their roles and stand side by side working together. With your partner, you must plan for or, at the minimum, discuss emergency situations. This might include how to react to an active shooter at your child's school or your workplace or if you're at the store. It could be how you respond together to breaking of glass or late-night dog barking. The dog being part of the team as well. We talked about that last week, about how dogs can be helpful. Mm-hmm. Think about what you need to go in the, in the car if your home is threatened by a mob or a hurricane. How do you communicate if cellular communications are disrupted? Those are important things that you have to look into. Now, me and Sam, we did develop kind of a plan. We talked about what we would do in the event of if we were in a store or a restaurant and a shooting broke out. Now, our plan is to leave. That's our plan, you know, and realistically, that should be the plan of everybody. If you can get out of the situation, get out. Don't try to be the hero. If you can leave, get out of the situation. Mm -hmm. But me and Sam talked about that. We weren't going to split off. We weren't going to, you know, hey, you run for the exit, I'm going to go find the shooter. We're not going to do that. Mm 
we're going to stay together. We're going to have our firearms at the ready. And we're going to try to lead as many people as we can to safety. We've talked about what could happen if... Well, you know what? Let me tell you about a situation that happened to me and Sam shortly after we both got our concealed carry permits and we bought our new car. We were sitting at the gas station and I went in to you know, buy me and Sam some drinks and Sam was sitting in the car with the kids. Both of us were armed. As I was walking out of the store, I noticed a woman creeping up the, side, the passenger side of the car, right past my kid at that. I knew Sam was in the car and I knew Sam was armed. Now think about it this way. She was going to reach down. I watched her start reaching for the door handle and then she realized Sam was in the car. I about drew my firearm at that point. If she would have opened that door, she would have had Sam's firearm drawn on her and she would have had my firearm drawn on her. She never wouldn't even seen me. Oh, she, yeah. She got the biggest shock of her life. Right. No shots were fired, but, and we didn't draw our firearms, but we even talked with one of the police officers and told him what happened, and he said, I wouldn't have blamed you if you pulled your gun. You know, your kids are in the car. And speaking of kids, the children are part of your team too. Now, let's be realistic here. Do you want your 9-year-old, or your, in my case, my 2-year-old, carrying a 9mm? No. 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 But the thing is, you want him to understand, him or her, I should say, you want them to understand the responsibility, use, and care of firearms at a young age. You want to start him or her off with a pellet gun and then move them up to a twenty-two. Keep in mind, children are clever and they're quick learners. In an emergency, they may surprise you with their quick response to any situation. There are many situations that we've read about here on this show where a child has actually been the one who used the gun to defend the family. Now, of course, I'm not talking about a 9-year-old, but I'm talking about a 12, 13-year-old, that kind of thing. And your children, especially teenagers, need to know how to react. Think about it this way, folks. Let's just say you have a daughter at home, a 16-year-old daughter, and you go out and then somebody tries to break into the house. And she's home alone. She needs to know how to use that firearm. She needs to understand and respect what a firearm is. You know, run through scenarios with them. There's nothing wrong with preparing for stuff like this. It's like preparing for if there's ever a fire in the house. My, my family always did that. They, If a fire ever broke out in the house, you have to get out. So that we always had a plan for what we would do. And the thing is this too, you, you teach them how to use the gun, you teach them to respect the gun, and talk with them about survival skills and defensive strategies. At a minimum, you've, we've all pretty much taught our kids how to dial 911, right? I mean, we've all, we've all taught them how to do that. The point that Rick's trying to make here is that young people are natural problem solvers. Bring them into your defensive destruction or the defensive discussion, not destruction. <laughs> and you will be rewarded with more than their share of good ideas. They might even come up with something that you might have missed. It's like, you know, you have more opinions, you have more people involved right. in something, you get more perspective. And, even if it's a kid. And children sometimes have more of an attention to detail than adults do. It's kind of amazing to see that. And... Uh, you know, these are important things to talk about. It's about staying safe. You know, I've talked about this on the show a lot. And it's been, well, what do we do with the boys and guns? I mean, we, we've even had grandparents. Oh, man, you know, you guys got guns. Okay, first of all, we store our guns. Our kids can't get to them, number one. Number two, they're not old enough to understand what a gun is right now. Now, when they get up to let's say five or four, I'm going to be like, hey, this is something you don't touch. If you see this, you come get mommy or daddy. Then as they get older, you slowly integrate them into using a firearm. You have to teach them to respect this. It's just like anything else. 
So that was our USCCA segment. All right, folks, that's going to do it for the American Gun Show this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Again, thank you very much for listening. You can follow us at Facebook, facebook.com slash the American Gun Show or JasonReeve81 on Twitter. Until we meet again, stay safe one and, uh, and take care of one another out there. And remember, it's our rights, our fight.